Hey, welcome everyone to the Peace Alliance Department of Peacebuilding campaign uh, monthly campaign call on third Wednesdays tonight, July 19th, 2023. So glad to see so many people joining us and we'll be letting people in as we need. So we always start out with our community agreements. I'm going to see how quickly I can share my screen here with you. I'll just read it really quickly. I think it's legible for everybody. But the Peace Alliance holds uh, the intention in our gatherings to create a space that is welcome to all for listening, learning, open conversation, and engagement. Uh, so we ask that you be real, engaged, and curious, be fully present to listen, create space for learning, honor all points of view, acknowledge discomfort, and allow room for healing. Uh, we will do our best to address microaggressions and marginalizing language. To that end, we ask that everyone act with empathy, compassion, and a desire for connection. And we thank you all for being here with us and participating in this way. Okay, we've got Gerilyn joining us. Okay, so let's try some brief check-ins and then I'll go over the agenda for tonight. I'm just going to read off so we can do it kind of quickly on the order that everybody is on the screen. Welcome, Gerilyn. Not sure if Joy's got sound. Jay's got sound with us yet. Nancy, why don't you start? Um, okay, I'm I'm doing great. I'll tell you the big news in El Cerrito, California. We just got new recycling bins. It's quite <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Very handsome, uh, handsome blue color for one and black for another and green for another. So we're 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 all good to go. All right. Gotta keep things straight. <laughs> uh, Laura. Uh, hi everybody. I'm Laura. I live in northwestern Pennsylvania near Erie in the National Forest. And um, everything is great here. I live in the middle of nowhere in the land that time forgot. So <laughs> there's everything's always peaceful and great most of the time. Wow, that's amazing. Let's all move there. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the smoke from Canada now. Except huh? for the smoke from Canada. Yeah, it just, it smells like a thousand people have their barbecues out barbecuing. Mm. Amina. Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Amina. Uh, I live in Dublin, California with uh, my husband and two boys, 19 and 16. Um, the weather this summer has been these days a little bit warm for the Bay Area, but I can't complain. Uh, we're a little bit spoiled here in California, so can't complain too much. Um, I am glad to be here and good to see you all. Wonderful. Lori. Hello, everybody. I live in uh, Southwest DC and I love it. I'm like Kathy. I like the heat, but there's usually, there's usually a breeze. Um, and because I'm close to the river, the water, it's, it's nice, you know, to get that. So it really is. It's like being in the tropics. It's just that I don't have the beach and all that, but the weather's like the tropics. I like it. Cool. Crystal. Crystal Licato from the San Francisco Bay Area on a little island called Bethel Island. And I am loving what Laura said. Um, and it's reminding me of our amazing um, yeah, lobbyist for love, Lori, who led us in a beautiful session that is just still present with me. And I'm so thankful. I actually have the book already um wow the isaiah effect and i'm I so <laughs> inspired because i think we can choose to be in that place wherever we are in the world and i'm very thankful to you Lori, for sharing that oh thank you so much my pleasure <laughs> great thanks um, and for people who aren't privy to that information uh Lori and kathy kidd led a, a kind of a meditation uh, prayer thing intention for manifestation of great things for the peace alliance and the culture of peace. Um, so uh, if anybody would like to know more, they can ask about that in the chat or otherwise. Kathy. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Lori, Kendra, and I that uh, okay. um, uh, helped organize that. Of course, Lori was the one that uh, was the the um, person that uh, provided the visioning meditation for us. And it, I agree, Crystal, it was very, very um, grounding for me and deeply meditative. So that was a really wonderful experience. We have such a beautiful group of people and Lori is an example of that. So thank mm. you. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and any more of a check-in from you, Kathy? Oh, no, no, I'm just glad to be here. July 11th is so special. If I'd have known uh, we could have the Tuesday call on, you know, the, the July 11th actual day, I'm sorry I didn't didn't uh, crack that, so. Uh, no worries, no worries. <laughs> Carolyn. Uh, Hollywood, California. Oh, and it's getting hot out here. It's been hot all week. <laughs> We don't do well out in it anymore. So that's a challenge. Um, so now I'm back in and finally got my AC to work correctly. Couldn't figure out how come it was blowing hot air. And then I finally discovered it was on heat rather than cool. Oh. <laughs> as, as, I, as I cleaned out, that, you, know, you could open it up and there's little uh, filters or whatever. So I cleaned that all out thinking, well, that'll make it run better. Which it probably is, and especially now that I found the mode of cold. So, <laughs> good oh job, Geraldine. <laughs> but a difference a button makes, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Hitting the correct button is extremely important. I'm finding out, especially on the computer. <laughs> yes. Hit the wrong button, and you can be in Never Never Land anyway. <laughs> so, Things are busy as usual. Um, I know that there's something I'm forgetting. I know I sent you all the thing for the Equal Rights Amendment uh, to sign that petition. There's another one going around and for uh, artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, which is an issue, I think. I mean, it crosses all of us, <laughs> especially in uh, the world of economics in terms of our employment that allows us to be here doing working for free. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is something. Uh, finally, it's uh, the federal government is now having hearings on it. And the good news is that they have decided that they do not want to make the same mistake with this as they did with social media. So, we now have a, a starter piece. Bipartisan, how about that? <laughs> uh, for in Congress. So, but that's just a step in the right direction to uh, put some regulations in, in terms of uh, getting some, some sort of regulations in terms of uh, has, having to ask for permission and compensation and whatever for whatever work that you've done that you've got out there. And I'm sure there's lots of different folks here that work in the artistic field or write or I mean whatever it is I mean yeah. that you're putting out there you know can be opt into their database and to perpetuity and you're not receiving anything I mean you put yourself into a competition in the marketplace put yourself out of business is what that ends up being yeah. but I, yeah. I'm taking up way too much time here we <laughs> all right thanks Geraldine for that that PSA. <laughs> it is changing the world for sure. I will send you that uh, link. Our, our legal department has had a seminar on it like uh, two months ago because it's. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, Tiana, would you like to say hello? Anything you like about where you are and what you know about the DOP, et cetera? Hi, good evening. I'm terribly sorry I can't join you by camera today, um, but I am happy to be on the call. This is actually my second call, and I haven't um, been able to follow for a while, so I'm just trying to jump back in, you know, and, and follow along. But I'm calling in from the Bronx, New York. All is well over here. It is uh, <laughs> pretty warm, a little bit muggy, but, you know, I'm doing good. Rain has ceased for the day, so <laughs> a little bit of sunshine. Thank you. 
Cool. Thanks. Glad you could make it. Jana. Hello, I'm in New York City, Queens, and uh, happy to be here. Okay, that's enough if that's what you want. <laughs> okay, and Kendra. I'm on the road and I'm in Indiana, Southeast Indiana, which is across from uh, Cincinnati and Kentucky. And this is our old stomping ground. My husband was raised here and we have a lot of friends and relatives here. So we're gonna be enjoying visiting here. Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks, glad you could join us. I know you got a lot going on while you're traveling. Um, okay, and I'm Karen Johnson from Chicagoland area, actually near Joliet in Lockport. And I'm fresh back from vacation, which was wonderful. So I just keep um, anchoring more peace and calm, which is great because I've just allowed myself to get a little bit overworked and uh, not quite overwhelmed, but too much in the whelmed co uh, column for my liking. Uh, so we've got an interesting call tonight, so we'll get right into it. Um, Lord, uh, Laura is going to lead us in the connection, but I'll, I'll go over the uh, agenda briefly. Um, then we've got announcements about the DOP. We have some good news from Nancy. We'll talk a bit about <laughs> the upcoming training calls in preparation for September Advocacy Days and meetings and amplify all these things about advocacy. Lori, who's on the call, is advocating tomorrow with another person on the Hill. Uh, and then we'll talk about um, honoring our our past with the 22nd anniversary of the Department of Peace building uh, in this century and 19th anniversary of the Peace Alliance and a few discussion questions, um, you know, kind of accompanying the past, present and future, how we're building our future of the culture of peace and anything else anybody wants to talk about. And um, if you have questions about how to participate in advocacy days, we can do some overviews, but we'll also give you information about the specific training calls. And, and we've got a couple of months to get everybody geared up and as comfortable as you can be before you get off the plane in Washington, DC or, uh, hit the Zoom button to participate that way. Okay, Laura, connection, please. <laughs> okay. So everybody just sit up in your chair, get comfortable, put your feet on the ground, or if you're uh, just sitting on the floor, lying down, just get comfortable, close your eyes. <clears throat> you can roll your shoulders, just relax. Let go of any thoughts or feelings that you have from the day so we can just be present here to each other. And now fill your heart with light and radiance, the joy of existence. And now we can just take a couple of deep breaths, breathing in through the nose Breathing out through your heart. Breathing in through the nose. Breathing out through the heart. And one more deep breath in through the nose and out through the heart. And now just imagine us all being connected to each other through the magic of technology and our presence. And now just invite all of the past peace builders all the way back to 2001 when Dennis Kucinich introduced the original bill for this century for a cabinet level department of peace building and also welcome in and connect any future peace builders who will join our efforts 
in advancing the bill. And now just with gladness and joy in our hearts, when it feels right, you can just open your eyes and we can begin the meeting. Thank you, Laura. We like that gladness and joy in our hearts, our culture of peace. Nancy, you wanna start us off with uh, updates? I do, thank you. Um, so the first priority good news is we got a new co-sponsor on today. Um, his name is Ted Liu from Southern California. He's been a co-sponsor before. We're not quite sure what took him a while, but he's back on. And um, uh, Barbara Lee's office knows that. So we he'll, he'll be appearing on the official list probably within a couple of days, I think. And... Um, He's uh, he's a great guy. Um, he's on the oversight committee. He's on the Tom Lantos um, Human Rights Commission. Um, so with him coming on, that brings us to 34 co-sponsors, which is pretty good because we're not even done with this year. And our total for the last Congress was 35. So I think I think we're going to far surpass that. Um, coming up so it's it's really encouraging news um we did meet with him in dc in uh, may and we've had quite a number of follow-up emails since then maybe only like 20 or something um so uh today uh, uh it was passed on to us by charlie from one of their staffers that he had decided to come on and um what else about that? Oh, so uh, Lori will be thanking him in person tomorrow. She's going to the Hill. And I believe in the meantime, she's doing some kind of silly dance to celebrate this. I'm not I'm not sure what's going on with that, Lori. <laughs> I don't know about silly dance. I'm, you know, I'm an R&B gal. Sorry. Uh, well, you can be silly in R&B, right? <laughs> I'm with you, Lori. Uh, so that so the next yes, any intersection <laughs> exactly exactly so the next part of our um, advocacy is what we're doing this summer and um, uh, so we have a spring summer amplify list that we've asked people to call those members of congress and uh, continue advocating with them. That's what Charlie was doing. And um, when Laurie and uh, Julia Gandy go to the Hill tomorrow, they're going to be um, going to quite a few offices that we've touched bases with in the past and just hoping to remind them to, um, you know, we're still here, we still want them on board. And um, I think it'll be a really good reminder. Um, we just created a fall advocacy amplify list which went up today on our website and um, as soon as we get through tomorrow we'll start focusing on um, the fall meetings um, and then we also uh, some of our folks in new mexico met with uh, gabe vasquez who's their member of congress and they had a personal encounter at one of his um, uh, town halls or openings. So we're continuing to try to get him. Um, Laurie, anything you want to add about tomorrow? Um, what's going um, on? Well, I would just say, I mean, I know not everybody was part of the visioning process, but they, I would just welcome people like tomorrow, you know, we're, let's, we'll be there from 10 to five, but just hold that kind of vision. You know, you just doesn't need that you just see that those numbers growing, right? The co-sponsors going. You don't have to know where we'll be at any one time, but it's just that you just focus on what you want. So if anybody during the day, you have, remember, have some time and just go within for a few minutes and just, that would be wonderful. And just imagine more people signing on tomorrow. That would be great. Thank you. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll be definitely thinking about you all for sure. So, mm -hmm. well, 
so when, like I said, once we get past um, those visits and starting into August is when we'll start focusing on um, our fall advocacy and our fall amplify lists, which is about, uh, which is 30 members of Congress that we all kind of agreed together uh, who to select for that. And so there's 27 Democrats and three Republicans and we based it on um, uh, if if they supported certain bills that we're supporting or if we have constituent connections with them. And um, so we're gonna try to get meetings with as many of those as we can for, for the fall. Um, there are about seven of them who are led by folks who are not going to advocacy days. So we're going to do a segment called uh, advocacy days prequel, where we'll try to hold some meetings, uh, Zoom meetings before folks go to DC. So around probably around September 11th in that in that time period. Um, and then what else? Uh, yeah, so we'll be starting to schedule meetings and we already have a confirmed meeting with Barbara Lee's office on Monday, the 18th at one o'clock. And Geraldine wants to know who the Republicans are. Let me look up and tell you. Meanwhile, anybody else have anything to add about all that stuff? Or? I will say thank you personally to Ted Lou when I run into him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so the Republicans are, I have to look way down my list here. Uh, uh, Jake LaTurner from a Republican from Kansas. And part of the reason we chose him is he's a uh, one of the co-sponsors of the Potawatomi Reservation Settlement Act, which is, um, H.R. 3144, which we learned about during our last um, advocacy days. So uh, him, another person from another Republican from Kansas named Tracy Mann, also a co-sponsor of that bill. Um, and last, but what not least. What was that least, bill number that you mentioned again? Um, H.R. 3144. Right, 3144. 3144. Okay. Yeah. And then Victoria Sparts, who is from um, Indiana, uh, is a co-sponsor of the AUMF bill, which is um, HR 932. Um, so those are the three Republicans and I am not familiar with them. So I will be, all of us will have to be getting acquainted with them. And some, and most of the others on our new list are kind of new to us so we're spreading our wings here and uh, and know. those are all included on what you sent out today it's on it's uh no it's now posted on the website um it's, on the website. it says amplify fall 2023 congressional list or something but i will be sending it out to folks also so okay yeah. great so that's, uh, th those are the main things we're doing. There's lots of other stuff going on, but um, Karen, you should update us or give us any what's happening with um, with Advocacy Day's uh, logistics and, and training and things like that. Um, before I get started, I just wanna say hello to Tina Marie that joined us while we were in process. Would you like to say hello and tell us where you're from? Anything about the Peace Alliance or DOP Bill that you'd like to say? Off, I'd like to say hello and hello to everybody and hello, Nancy. This is the first time I think I've seen you in person oh. um, <laughs> since since we worked on the uh, Peace in the Streets initiative and the um, stopping gun violence and just really encouraging people to to sign up to be a you know to be a part of this and advocate. So I'm here. I'm the founder and uh, the chief peace officer of Hip Hop for Peace. And our mission is to reduce the barriers uh, to peace, uh, to restore peace as a foundation of, of hip hop and, um, and to promote peace as a, a state of being um, that we can do and we can participate in every single day, specifically through the hip hop, uh, black and brown communities and the folks in the African diaspora. 
So that's what I'm doing here. And I was just newly elected to the Recording Academy. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to bring the uh, peace advocacy to our group of, of music professionals. So thank you for allowing me to participate. Beautiful. Thank you for being on. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a while, right? What was that? About a year ago that we connected on that. Ah, it was a year ago. It was a year ago. Yeah, and so you know, I I want to, and we could talk about this offline, but I'd really really like to talk about putting together a a hip hop and peace uh, summit next year, a global summit. I've been asked to do that by so many, you know, folks. And if there's a way that we can elevate the message about HR eleven eleven, let's do it. So yeah, I just, I am just so humbled and motivated by you all and all of the terrific work that you're doing. And so anything that I could do to be in support, I'm happy to do that. Thank you. Thank you for your work and for being on the call. Sounds great. Yeah, it is. It's all the same work, just different dimensions. Yes. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. So I, I dropped the, uh, uh, address to the flyer that's on our GOP campaign uh, webpage. If people want to follow along or you can save the chat and save these links that I'll be dropping in periodically. So that's got the registration for um, the training. I'm especially excited about our August 5th training. And I hear we've got 14 people that have signed up already. It's a four hour nonviolent communication training. Um, connecting uh, across differences. And um, here, I'll drop the link there. Speaking truth with care. Uh, how to listen and speak in a way that lets others know they matter, even when we do not agree with them. So this uh, was born out of collaboration with the NVC trainer that we engaged with last year. Uh, and we had some wonderful sessions. And so she's joining us again, Aya Caspi. Um, and we're very aware that we need to get Republicans on this bill. <laughs> and so, and some people have talked about even, you know, more moderate Democrats in their area and so forth. How do we um, connect with people that uh, don't see themselves as co-sponsors uh, when we first uh, get a door to open? And so this will, uh, uh, really prepare us in a in a much better and deeper way for advocacy and even just for life, you know. So it's really about having um, effective meetings, how to really listen um, to the the needs and the, and the expressions of the other people, and then and then formulate your response. I know it's it's something that we work on in our meetings all the time. We all have our favorite things about the bill. But to really uh, take time to listen to the staffer or whomever we're meeting with in a congressional office and see what interests them, what stands out, so that we can tie in their interests to what's in the bill, because the bill really covers everything that um, really moves us into a culture of peace and sustains it. So, um, you know, kind of tailoring our response back to people, to the needs that we hear. Uh, from the person speaking. So just really deep listening and lean speaking uh, to have much more effective meetings. So it's standalone on its own. Uh, there we do ask for a contribution. You'll see all the information at the, uh, the links, uh, uh, but it's self-selecting uh, and uh, you can, just participate in that four-hour training on a Saturday morning on August 5th, or you can then join us with Advocacy Days either in person in Washington, D.C., via Zoom, or um, just if you can't attend during the day, uh, you can amplify our voices by making phone calls before or after the fact. So there's lots of ways for you to participate for five minutes or 10 hours, <laughs> whatever you want to devote. To, to building peace and advancing the bill uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, so we've got the flyer for advocacy days, goes over um, the kind of trainings that we have. So it's this call, our next uh, third Wednesday call <clears throat> as well. We'll talk about things, see what kind of questions people have and we'll do that in a moment. And then we have a dedicated advocacy training and Q&A call on um, Saturday, September 9th. 
at 10.30 Pacific and 12.30 Central. Um, and we also have um, a flyer on our webpage that has dedicated calls just about scheduling meetings uh, with members of Congress and also um, about leading the meetings. So there's a lot of resources that already exist and we always want to have um, live uh, trainings as well. And it's, I'm going to drop this one in that uh, Laura did a great flyer for our season for nonviolence that has those individual calls. So I, even though that season has passed, those calls are still up there and waiting for us and good to go. So here's a, a link to that. Um, got individual training calls for that. So let me just pause and ask anybody on the call. We've got a combination of people that have been in DC and those who have not. And people sometimes do advocacy for other organizations, et cetera. Does anybody have any questions or some something that they burning that they'd like to know right now about how to participate in advocacy days? Carolyn. <laughs> I, I don't really have a, I, I have a question about the NBC training on the 5th. Mm -hmm. Is that you need to register for advocacy days to be able to do that MVC training on 8-5? No, that they are standalone, but related. So okay. it would be great if people are going to advocate to, to participate in that training because it I, uh, I haven't been through it. It's a hybrid training that we're having together, but I just feel like no matter how experienced or inexperienced we are, we're going to be much more effective after that training. training uh, for the resident. But the August 5th could be, you can just attend that on its own. Um, and I'm not seeing that. I, I'm I'm actually on uh, the uh, the flyer for DC Fall Advocacy Days 2023, and a special for our NBC training on 8-5, But I'm not seeing a specific. I see the register here, but I think that that's for the entire advocacy days. And then under that, I see pre-advocacy days training and uh, pre-event Zoom training calls, see Peace Alliance calendar. And then I see uh, the monthly campaign calls, monthly DOP campaign mentoring calls. And so on the advocacy days flyer where it says it's the third check mark under pre-advocacy days training, speaking truth with care more information and registration here. If you click that here, that is the registration page. Aha. Uh or -huh. uh -huh. success. The NBC. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and we've got cross references among flyers. So there's a couple of different ways for you to get there, okay. but that's, right. the, that's the quickest right there. Yeah. Okay. And then you'll, you'll see as you go along in the registration, what your options are. Okay. There. Here I go. Thank you so much. <laughs> And though it's four hours with a half an hour break. If if anyone needs encouragement, I've I've been there uh, many many times and have loved our trips. And unfortunately, because of working my paid job and working my unpaid job, was not able to go this time. And uh, I would encourage anyone that hasn't gone back to DC and participated. Uh, this is just a wonderful, wonderful experience and really will uh, recharge your batteries, you know, for uh, an entire year <laughs> to keep working, you know, to get HR 1111 through. And it, uh, I can't really put into words. Uh, it, it's just something that you need to experience. And it's a great bonding with, with the other folks that have been working on this for a long time. Uh, anyway, so I would encourage all of you who haven't gone uh, to please really consider going. It's really worth it. Yeah, thanks, Geraldine. That's that's a great reminder. Yeah, I remember my first time I was really nervous to participate. And by the time you're in a meeting, um, most people are comfortable or they get comfortable in the meeting. And no matter how many times I go, there's something new, there's something re-energizing there, you know, it doesn't get old. Uh, so, but I, 
I appreciate that some people are nervous to start out and, and I've never heard any feedback that people were sorry they went, <laughs> you know, it's been very mind opening and, and energizing for, for just about everybody that I've ever been in a meeting with. Okay. Anybody else have questions, requests, thoughts? I just wanted to um, encourage everyone to come and experience Aya. Like, mm. She is amazing. And she actually led um, Mickey Cashton's session last Friday in responding to the call of our times on Friday. And it was amazing. And I also wanted to ask Geraldine, I didn't receive that email about the Equal Rights Amendment. This is so important. I was so disappointed that um, as women, we didn't rally in the last year and oh, make that the, happen so i was curious oh, if you could ERA? share that. yeah yeah i'd be happy to send it um, thank you fact, let me see if i can pull it up and get it into the chat before we get done here all right anyone else oh amina's got her hand up there okay. yes hi I, I just wanted to actually add to um Geraldine's comments on on advocacy days, doing it in person in DC. Uh, for me, it was my first time this last May participating in, in, uh, in person in DC. I was there for the full three days. And I have to say, it was just like Geraldine and Karen said, they, it was an incredible experience. It's one thing I had done advocacy remotely, emailing members of Congress, having Zoom meetings with them, but to be there in person and to you know, the bonding experience with the team was one thing and, and just being there physically present in, in the halls of Congress and advocating for this legislation in person uh, is a whole other experience. So it's just hard to describe in words. Um, it's something to be experienced. So I just wanted to vouch to, to what Geraldine and Karen mentioned, um, that it's amazing. If you could possibly um, participate, please do. Highly recommend it. Yeah, and airfares seem to be really cheap right now, I might add. <laughs> okay, anyone else? All right, so we're, we'll have other uh, training opportunities, but if anybody uh, wants, you know, individual coaching or having questions, something comes up afterwards or to, you know, and the registration for attending is is on that farm form, obviously, where I'm trying to type my own email address and I'm having more trouble with that than anything else. Huh? <laughs> um, you can, I think my my name is, oh, there I got an extra H on org, but you know what it is. Um, just email me, Karen at peacealliance.org and we can talk more or I'll direct you to whatever training is more most useful for what you, you'd like to know more about. Um, and we'll also have training on Sunday afternoon while we're in DC. Uh, people are there and I think we'll have a Zoom connection where we'll, we'll look at that. Uh, so discussion about uh, where we've been and where we're going. Uh, I'm just kind of taking a breath. Go ahead, Nancy. Did I skip something? You sort of did, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So it actually is better order what you're doing is just a little kind of lead in about honoring our past and then doing our discussion. Okay. I'm building our future with Amina. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this will be really short because we want to have a little bit more time for the building our future. <laughs> um, uh, just earlier today, I was just thinking about how so much starts with one conversation, um, sharing that uh, Dennis Kucinich, when he decided to introduce this bill, um, I think it was almost a year before the July 11th, 2001 drop date, um, that he assembled a group of about 12 people uh, from different walks of life. I, I know this because one of the women was from Illinois, a former Peace Corps volunteer, <clears throat> and had conversations about, is this the right time for us to introduce a bill for a Department of Peace again? Um, and some of you know, but there is a history about it that there were a lot of bills introduced between 1935 and 1987 uh, that culminated in the establishment of the U.S. Institute of Peace. 
but not a secretary of peace yet. Uh, so uh, they discussed it and said, yes, this is the right time. And then they drafted the bill together uh, and, and dropped it. And then uh, we know that uh, when Dennis was redistricted out of Congress, uh, Representative Barbara Lee took that up in, in 2013. And uh, I think it was 2015 that she made some changes based on feedback from a number of people about um, instead of being an umbrella organization for other government entities to work in cooperation and collaboration with other government entities. And that seemed um, we have had less resistance in that way uh, since those changes. But then parallel at the same time, a couple years after the bill drops, Marianne Williamson <clears throat> had an organization called the Renaissance Circle. And I know Lynn McMullen was involved with that. I don't know who was in the initial conversations. I just heard the story from Lynn that um, she and Marianne, and I know there were four or five other people involved in uh, the formulation, uh, changing the Renaissance Circle into the Peace Alliance and deciding rather than the discussion groups that the Renaissance Circle were to have them be action groups to actually get behind this piece of legislation, grow a grassroots campaign, a, a movement for a culture of peace and uh, get this bill passed and at some point uh, advocate for other legislation as well. Uh, so one conversation at a time, you know, should we do this? Yes, <laughs> you know, so when we're, from day to day, should I contact this member of Congress? Yes, you know, we never know what's going to happen um, and what one thing is going to lead to. Uh, so we're having different conversations now about congressional hearings on the culture of peace and the Department of Peace building and things like that. What are um, you know, different kind of streams moving into the river of a culture of peace? How do we touch different points and so far? Um, anybody else want to share something about where we've come from and where we are now? I, I would just say it was from the get-go in 2013 when we when we majorly rewrote the bill that um, we we included the uh, collaboration parts to it. So so ever since Barbara Lee's been the sponsor of the bill. Yeah, Laura. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to add that right now and moving into the future, we have a big focus on uh, building coalitions. And we've been looking at, we had um, the Organic Consumers Association reach out to us earlier this year. And so we're looking at how we might be able to uh, work with them there because they're already doing advocacy work around regenerative farming and of course, producing organic food that's healthy and nutritious for us. And we're also working on building coalitions with um, kids and uh, young adults. So youth advocacy movement. And um, Nancy, am I forgetting anything? I mean, so we're looking at, we're open to any options. Uh, the Hip Hop for Peace, uh, obviously we've been uh, trying, you know, I think last year we did something more in partnership with your organization, but we're de definitely open to different groups that want to come together. Um, we've also talked about maybe joining forces with the labor movement and uh, figuring out how that we can work together and have more impact with this bill. Great. Thanks, Laura. Anyone else? Well, I, I, I for one, am glad you mentioned labor. <laughs> Beings that a lot of us are on strike right now and uh, in various different uh, aspects of, you know, what's going on. It's not just the entertainment industry, but um, also there's um, various strikes in turning in, in regards to having a livable wage uh, and as you know, uh, with the advent of the homeless on the streets, uh, that's getting worse. And most of the people that are re refusing help are actually need 
you know, like mental health. And, and I think, you know, like putting more people out there uh, because they do not have a living wage to maintain, you know, a roof over their head is something that we, you know, in terms of dealing with peace for all of us, I think is an important aspect to look at. And of course, I mean, it, it, it is connected with everything. And, um, and it was pointed out to me the other day that, uh, you know, we all could be gone in an instant if the sun decides to break through our shields. <laughs> you know, we really, we really need to take a look at everything that's going on, you know, with people that uh, whatever is occurring in their life to make them resort to violence and you know, for me, I think being put out on the street, if I wasn't probably mentally uh, deranged to begin with, I would think that that situation would have something uh, to do with with that aspect of it. So I'm glad that you mentioned labor uh, and that we really need to be paying attention and be supportive of it. So there's, and there's lots of things going on with that, but I don't want to go on and on. Uh, we, we could kind of boycott Starbucks at the moment. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Nancy. Well, I was just going to say a lot of this ties in with the is actually part of the discussion that Amina is going to lead. And we probably should get to that because we don't have a lot of time. Um, and maybe we can go maybe five minutes or a little bit more over that and also say saying hello to Penny who just joined us. So how are you? So should we turn it over to Amina? And Yeah, Penny, do you wanna say hello and where you're joining us from? Um, sure, but I'm not. Uh, you, you were speaking, there you go. Okay. okay. Yes, <laughs> I'm in Victoria, British Columbia. And I'm sorry, I'm a bit late, but uh, I forgot the time, but good to be here. Good. Glad you made it for the, the last part. And, and you know, the calls are always recorded and they're on the Peace Lions podcast, so you can always catch right. up on them if you missed them. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yes, Amina. Yes, I um, um Thank you for everyone's opinions that um, on, on, on the future, which is the, the segment. Uh, we're moving into right now and we kind of you know got head started on it already so that's kind of the direction we're going to go uh, thank you Karen for that um, that brief history of the peace alliance as well as the DOP movement and um, it's crucial in my opinion to know our past to 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 understand where we are today and to develop the the pathway for for future uh, and um, so what we wanted to do in this segment is to kind of go around the group and ask a couple of questions. Um, and if we could keep it within 30 seconds or so, that way we get everybody's opinion. Uh, we would appreciate that. Just to just to find out from each and every one of us here in this gathering, um, a couple of just kind of answering a couple of questions. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of when you say when we say build our future, uh, and how do do we envision our priorities in terms of where we should focus on uh, our efforts in the near future, or in the long term, short term, or long term to ultimately make uh, a DOP a reality? Um, for me, I'll go ahead and start. And for for me personally, obviously the in the you know the future. The, the future that we're all trying to build is ultimately to, to see um, our ultimate goal of making a Department of Peace Building a reality, a cabinet level Department of Peace Building where peace is prioritized in our federal gov government and, um, and we have violence prevention programs everywhere domestically here in this country um, and also peace building actions outside this country. Um, in, and for the U.S. to serve as a model um, of, of, of peace building uh, for the rest of the world. And we've always been kind of a pioneer and at the forefront of um, all the trends um, politically uh, or systematically around the world. And, and, and to be that example in, in terms of peace 
uh, would be a wonderful thing for for not just this country domestically, obviously, as it, as this bill focuses primarily domestic on domestic violence prevention prevention issues, but you know abroad, um, uh, all across the world. Um, so that so that's the ultimate ultimate future, but the path that we want to where do we want to see us between now and and to get to the passing of the DOP. Uh, what what things we want to focus on? How do we envision each one of us to get there um, most effectively? Uh, for me personally, it's uh, it's about I think it's about growing our grassroots movement, creating um, a public awareness about this bill and what the DOP does, what the DOP offers the, this country and the world, uh, and and so you know social media. Network, networks and the best way right now for and the way that I envision it is uh, through social media to just spread the word, create um, public awareness about it. And then secondly, um, coalition building was uh, is, is another great way of increasing our network, getting a lot more volunteers and participants and increasing our grassroots movement like you know what what Laura mentioned earlier as well. Uh, with with the hip hop uh, for peace that uh, that Tina was mentioning earlier, uh, all these coalitions are going to help us grow that network. And so that that's those are the two steps in, in in my opinion in terms of priority to to focus on spreading the word, extending the grassroots movement through social media and our networks, uh, social networks, and coalition building um, to to increase the number of advocates. And as we increase our awareness, people's awareness, public awareness, um, we can uh, we can do a better job of advocating at Congress. We can have a lot more constituents and areas where we're missing constituents who, who can have a lot more say in their congressional um, um, districts, basically working with their Congress people, with their Senate people, and and um, and get this bill uh, to, to to pass. Into this this goal to fruition. So with that, um, uh, I'll go ahead and um, open it up to the floor. And if we could just go around the room and just spend a few seconds, just kind of just answer those two couple of questions that I mentioned. Basically, what do you think when you when we say build build our future, and how do you envision that uh, in the short term and long term to make a DOP a reality? So we'll go ahead and go around the room and I am going to call the next person I see on my screen. I'll start with Nancy and then we'll just um, keep passing it on. Nancy. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be really short. Hopefully we can hear from others who haven't had a chance. Um, when I when I think of building our future, it's pretty simple on one level. Can't we all just get along? Can't we honor each other and the earth as sacred beings? And uh, the way to do that, I think, is continuing the millions of things that we're already doing. So I thank you all for that. And um, maybe, uh, Kiana, we haven't heard too much from you. How about you? Thanks. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm listening. As I said earlier, really just trying to catch up. But... Um, I think this is something that I like to sit and think about probably a little more, but I could say just right away in the short term, I agree with some of the ideas about, you know, pumping up social media. I'm, I'm a person whose um, profession is in marketing and I'd like to think about ways to be helpful, you know, in, in other strategies to reach out to some other people. I'll also say that um, I was in a summer program for school and we had a lecture about peace and I had mentioned this organization's name and I know that a lot of my classmates um, were not aware, you know, so I, I would love to think of more ways to reach people about this effort because I think in the circles that I'm in, no one even knows, you know, that this is happening. So. Yeah, I think I'd like to spend some time thinking about how it can be helpful, definitely in the short term. Um, and I, I guess actually also the long term, you know, that would be a long term goal as well. So I hope that kind of contributed to, to your question. Okay, great. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kiana. Laura, are you um, waving your hand? Go, go ahead. Yeah, go. I just wanted to say something real quick because this has come up about uh, communication and awareness. I just, in the chat, I popped in our dopcampaign.org page within the Peace Alliance website. And we do have, uh, I guess since the beginning of this year, if you go to the top uh, a left of the page, right underneath all of our annual um, efforts, uh, and then you'll see a logo. And right under the logo, you'll see Social Media Toolkit. And that's free. Every, you can just download it, or you can pick and choose from what you want there. And it just, you can, there's an introductory letter that show, that takes you through uh, how to use it. But I think it's got, at this point, like 250, 300 pieces of social media. So you can pretty much post something new every day uh, for the whole year. And feel free to use uh, the different pieces of social media. We have uh, digital media, as well as just quotes and uh, campaign shorts and things. And all of that's been approved uh, with our core messages and things like that. So have fun with that. And then if you look right down from that, we also have online self-training for anybody who wants to go on and uh, just train yourself. If you can't make it to one of Karen's trainings, uh, that's available, open and available to everyone uh, to access. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. Um, we'll go ahead and um, go to Penny. Would you like to share your thoughts on this, on the future of where we want to be? Okay. Um, very briefly, I'd, I'd like to um, emphasize Nancy's uh, words about recognizing each other and building alliances and collaborations between those that have similar views, because it's a time of real conflict. Um, and we have to find a way to truly listen and respect each other um, to be able to bring the thoughts and the feelings and the intent of peace in this world that's so turbulent at the moment. Um, so that's my words for right now. Thank you, Penny. We appreciate that. Okay, so anybody else wants to, um, let's see. Uh, Geraldine, go ahead. Yeah, and I'll try to really be brief because uh, most of you know how I feel. But um, uh, yes, Nancy's absolutely correct. Uh, and we need to continue on with what we're doing However, I would add a couple of things. I agree with the social media. And if we could get some high profile folks that have those millions of followers, you know, to tweet or retweet, uh, whatever, uh, or I guess now the new ones threads, uh, you know, to get that going to where it could go viral in terms of awareness would be great. Uh, and I don't think it can be accomplished with just one but that would have to be like an ongoing every so often, you know, like not to make everybody ad nauseous with it, but to, you know, in terms of awareness to keep putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out there. Um, secondly, in terms of organizing, uh, I still think that, I still think we feel that we need, and I don't care what you call it, if it's a, a each congressional district, you know, like needs that connection, we need one person that's got that connection with their representative to really be able to do effective work because things getting are getting tighter and tighter working in those offices and they only want to deal with their constituents. And now that I work in one of those offices, not congressional, but city, uh, I understand completely in terms of like workload and where, you know, that they want to deal with their constituents first and foremost. So I think that that's an important aspect in terms of being able to reach more congressional members to be able to accomplish our goal. So I would still like to keep that on the table uh, for organizing. That's it. 
Thank you, Geraldine. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think if we could just organize in terms of congressional districts, that's very, very helpful. I mean, when I did my first advocacy, it was so much easier to get a meeting with uh, with my congressperson, Eric Swalwell, and we signed on like right away and they listened to me. They gave me the time of the day that no other member of Congress did because I was a constituent. So if we can exactly. organize our grassroots in that manner where we have several constituents with every congressional district, imagine what we can do if, if five constituents reach out to their congressional member. I mean, that's a slam dunk, basically. Agree. I think we need to bring this to conclusion um, and we can stay on after we end the recording if, if anybody wants to. Uh, but let's close off the call and then we can continue the conversation if we like. And some of these things are um, uh, in cooperation and, and consultation with the Peace Alliance. They're not up to the Department of Peacebuilding campaign. Um, so we'll uh, uh, continue those conversations as well all the way along. Um, okay, I, uh, Laura, did you say you had a quote? Yes. Yep, this comes from the Crow Native American community. And the quote is, when you feel powerless, that's because you stopped listening to your own heart. That's mm -hmm. where power comes from. Wow. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Good one. <laughs>